You know, listening to the news every day, uh, I think I'd rather get hit in the face with tear gas uh, from a Berna launcher. And that's uh, something that would incapacitate me for about 45 minutes. But sometimes the news uh, incapacitates me for a little longer than that. It's insanity. Grab control of your life with everything that is going on. You know, there's people that don't want to carry a gun, people that don't feel comfortable uh, with a gun. And also there are times when you... You'd like something less lethal, and that would be the Berna Launcher. The Berna Launcher is a great complement to your firearms. Um, I got one for all of the kids over 18 uh, in my family to make sure that they had one. My wife carries one. They hit you with um, really, really uh, hard deterrence like kinetic rounds. Tear gas is the second shot, if you choose it to be, and it does the business without killing anybody. Burna.com slash Glenn. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Burna.com slash Glenn. 10% discount. tell you i feel so much better about the world when i listen to janet yellen uh she came out yesterday and was talking about inflation and and here's what she said cut one are you and president biden happy with where inflation is right now well look we know that americans are experiencing um discomfort because some important prices are um higher than they were pre-pandemic. But what I think is really important is that wages have gone up along with prices. So people are better off um, than they were pre-pandemic. Oh, did you know that? You have to spread that through the neighborhood. Anytime somebody is standing there going, I can't afford groceries anymore. Just let them know that they're better off than they were before COVID. Yeah, it's this great reset is really working out for all of us. I, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see how it all works out. Um, now, if you would like to maybe take a, a counterpoint to that and say, no, I don't think things are better than they were before COVID. You might want to protect your money and your savings from people like, oh, I don't know, her. Lear Capital has you covered. Lear Capital makes it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into a gold and silver IRA. Best part is there is no tax or penalties to do it. Plus, it's easy. Lear can walk you through it in three simple steps. So give Lear a call today and ask for their free wealth protection guides. No obligation. You'll just get free information on protecting your hard-earned retirement with gold or silver. 
I bought my very first gold with Lear Capital, listening to Rush Limbaugh endorse Lear Capital for so many years. And we're thrilled to have them on the program now with us. With over $3 billion in trusted transactions, thousands of five-star reviews, and 24-hour risk-free purchase guarantee, Lear is the precious metals leader that you can trust. Get your free wealth protection guides, and Lear will also credit your account $250 towards your purchase just because you're a Glenn Beck listener. Call today, 800-889-3070, 800-889-3070. Wow, that feels so much. You know, I I wonder, if is there anything else that she could say that would make us feel better, Stu? Can you think of, I mean, did she say anything else? Oh, cut two. Here it is. It called President Biden a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Do you agree with that? I absolutely disagree with that. I work very closely with President Biden, and I'm often with him on foreign trips. He's at the top of his game. Oh. Oh, Oh, okay. So this is the top of his game. That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, and you're better off than you were before COVID. So we got those things going on. Now... There is a giant warning that came out yesterday, excuse me, a giant warning about a national security threat. It's uh, Russia, 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 Russia. Now, the security threat is a weapon in space. Now, I've heard this story before. It's a space based weapon system. And Russia apparently has it, and it's a national security threat. It's a destabilizing foreign military capability. And President Joe Biden should declassify all the information about it. Now, sources familiar with the situation says that Russia wants to put a nuclear weapon into space. Not to drop a nuclear weapon onto Earth, but rather possibly use it against satellites. It's very concerning very sensitive it's a big deal wow okay so Stu, who made this who who broke this news uh what's his name what's his name uh mike turner yeah mike turner oh he's the chairman of the house intelligence committee so he he would know he's also um a russian hawk Mm -hmm. somebody that you know, is for all the war and the spending against Russia. So, but let's not hold that against him. No. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it doesn't, he's, uh, I mean, my first instinct hearing this uh, yesterday mm-hmm. was not that Russia is a good actor or that they are not threatening us with terrible weapons of all sorts. But sure, the, they're an enemy. But the timing of the of this breaking news seems a little suspicious, considering that we are in the oh. middle of this push for funding that would push back against Russia. And it seems like when you're trying to get $60 billion through, this is a, a very convenient time to release this information. Again, I'm not downplaying the threat of Russia. I think that it is real. Oh. Um, but that still... It's hard to, like, when it first came out, it was like immediate imminent threat, uh, you know, and everyone's panicking. And then as the leaks continue to come out, okay, it's an, they want to put nuclear weapons in space, but they're not in space currently. So it's not like, hey, look up, here comes a missile. 
they haven't deployed any of this. And also, even if they did deploy it, it would be a threat against our satellites, which again is incredibly serious, but also not what it was uh, pitched at as uh, initially with the uh, urgent release and everyone panicking. Um, I, I don't know. It, it seems like the timing of it is a tad suspicious, no? A little bit. Well, <clears throat> and you think that's because of... They want to push through $60 billion of funding. And of course, yeah. to do that, you need to recognize how big of a threat Russia is. All right. So um, <clears throat> let me give you an, another completely unrelated story, because that was my first thought. And I do think that plays a role. But listen to this. The House of Representatives have delayed a vote on reforming the controversial surveillance tool shortly after lawmakers warned of a national security threat. The chairman of the House Representatives Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence Wednesday published a statement requesting Joe Biden declassify information regarding an unspecified serious national security threat. We're all going to die. Congress had been uh, considering a compromise bill to reform Section 702 of the FISA Act. But now the, the process has been postponed. Quote, in order to allow Congress more time to reach a consensus on how best to reform FISA in Section 702 while maintaining the integrity of our critical national security programs, the House will consider the reform and reauthorization bill at a later date. The committee has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a very serious national security threat. Wow. Now, here's um, uh, here is uh, let's see. I think this is Christopher Ray. I don't have the name of the person who said this boy stories are written so horribly now uh, i wouldn't be surprised if this had something to do with the fact that fisa is up for review anytime you start talking about fisa reform you know the intel community has its way of bringing out the boogeyman oh that's uh, uh eli crane of arizona huh now that seems kind of important because how are things going on the FISA bill? How are people feeling today about the FISA bill? It was supposed to come up next week. And congressmen were ready to unleash the, uh, the dogs from hell on the FISA bill. But now, because we have a national security threat, I mean, we've got to continue to spy on Americans. You know, if we really want to know what's going on in space with Russia... Well, you've got to give you've got to give me leeway to spy on Americans. Uh-huh. Now, is it tr possible that they're doing this? Yeah, absolutely. Is it possible they're way ahead of us? Of course. Did you hear about the uh the new bombers? These are great. Uh the new B52H Stratofortress um came out recently uh and it uh well it looks exactly like the one in the 1960s um but uh you know it was it was redone well that's not good enough we're going to redo the stratobomber now we have b52j's coming out so we have planes that are about 80 years old 
that we are refurbishing so we can fly them. So you know they're going to have something new called um, uh, instrument panel. I don't even know how to ex- describe it. Instrument panels now without all the buttons and the old gauges. It's, it's going to be like you're looking at a glass panel. And they're all behind this glass panel. They're putting those in the 1960 Stratofortress. So the B-52s are going to have that newfangled technology. I think they call it like a computer screen or something. It's very technical. So that's, that's what we're doing. At the same time, the Biden administration has put $1 million into studies aimed at denying there are only two genders. We are more concerned about the two gender thing than we are about our own security. We are more concerned about equity and inclusion than our national security. God only knows what's happening in the Pentagon now. God only knows what's happening on our border today. But you know what's really important? Did you hear about what happened in Louisville, Texas? Uh, can we just play this real quick so you can see it, Stu? There it is. There it is. That's a male teacher showing up in a pink dress, pink high heels, and a pink hat. Uh, and he's uh, he was ready to ready to teach. So in drag. How'd that work out? Uh, well, it's Texas. So I'm hoping not too well. But then again, it's Texas 2024. So who knows? But let's make sure we study this even more. We really need to just pay attention to those things. We need to be on the cutting edge of uh, transitions, uh, of gender mutilation surgery. We have to be on the cutting edge of getting rid of our police and reimagining police work entirely we've got to be on the cutting edge of this new idea that there are no borders you know i don't i don't understand how the big issue with democrats is joe biden's mental capability it's it's not his mental capability that has destroyed the country he's not running this He's doing an executive order about once a week now. Who's writing that? Because I don't see him going, I've got another executive order. Writing complex executive orders, coming up with them? No. Who is running our country? We're being destroyed bit by bit. Just and you know, not to put too fine a point on it here, but like, are, are you supposed to wear pink in February? I mean, is that even appropriate? Shouldn't is that the right tone? As long as he wasn't, as long as he wasn't wearing white shoes. Okay, he's wearing white shoes. Then it okay. would have been a, a huge fashion faux pas. But, right. I, well, well, ladies can wear pink. Okay, and even in the look winter. at that picture. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. who looks at that and says that's anything but a woman? It's funny because I, you know, one of the things that keeps happening 
the news you mentioned the news does not write articles that make any sense anymore i can't even understand what's going on i can't the the houston um mega church situation that happened while i was out i had to read i was reading a new york times story about it and had no idea whether an actual man or an actual woman performed the shooting it, it, because they kept saying woman, but then they said the male pronouns thing in paragraph 12. Uh, they eventually got to that after the Palestine thing in paragraph nine. Um, but like, I couldn't tell if they were saying it was actually a woman or if it was a if it was a male who that was identifying as woman, but they had to call them a woman. And I went through this entire thing. And you know how I figured it out, Glenn? You know how I figured it out if it was a woman or not? I looked at the picture of the person and then immediately knew. <laughs> Yeah. Knew immediately. Yeah. It was a woman. Yeah. Knew immediately what the situation was Mm -hmm. because as a rational person with eyes, you can tell almost all the time. Uh, So I don't know. It seems like one of those things that if the media was actually honest with us, we would know what was going on in these situations, but they're not. Uh, They're not. Well, it's kind of like what's happening in Kansas City. I'll get to that here in 60 seconds. Stand by. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Rough Greens. Joseph wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He said, my uh, my beagle is 17 years old, is sleeping 20 hours a day, wasn't active. I was afraid he would die. I tried Rough Greens. 20 days later, I am amazed. He's wagging his tail again. I know he's happier. His food and Rough Greens are gone every day. He's eating well and so much more active. I'm amazed by this product. I appreciate getting my buddy back again. Joseph, thanks for writing in. That's the experience that I had with Rough Greens with my dog. And the people at Rough Greens want to give you a first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. They'll ship it out to you. You feed it to your dog. If your dog likes it, um, a, he'll eat and get the nutrition and nutrients and probiotics that he needs. But also, um, you will start to see uh, a difference in your dog in the coming days. You're going to start seeing your dog, at least if it's like his dog or my dog, you'll start to see them much more active and seemingly much younger. It's fantastic. Get your first fi- trial bag for free. Just go right now to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. 833-GLEN-33. 10 seconds. Station ID. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about what happened in Kansas City, um, but, you know, it's really strange. You know something is up when there's no description of the shooters, no description of the people involved when they are committing a crime of some sort. You know it's got to be a protected class or it has to be somebody who is so you know clearly on one side of the political spectrum or the other. If this guy uh, that shot, or these two people that shot, um, if they were shooting in a crowd and they looked like big white guys and they just looked like those Trump supporters, you know we'd know that by now. Even if it turned out to be wrong, the media would speculate they could have been white nationalists. They were probably white nationalists. Uh, it could have been, you know, there's a big MAGA group in Kansas City. Were they the ones there? 
But you don't, you don't know anything about these guys. Well, maybe we do. And maybe it's not the story that you think it is. Two black guys, they were shooting. Now, this is made to seem like they were shooting at the crowd, right? But that may not be the case. There are reports coming out now that it was some sort of maybe gang-related, I don't know, maybe just two guys in groups that were arguing with each other, and they both had guns. Were they illegal guns, or were they guns that they bought at the gun store? Another piece of information I hope we have soon. But this wasn't a mass shooting like Vegas. It doesn't seem at this point. To me, at least, and to Stu. You agree with this, Stu, right? Yeah, I'm basing this off a report from ABC News. They said, uh, the police chief said that the uh, multiple bad actors got into some sort of disagreement or argument and decided to take care of it in the middle of a crowd of people, but the exact motive is still under investigation. So, like, it's not quite clear exactly what happened, but it does not seem like... You know, a Las Vegas shooting type of situation, someone trying to take out as many casualties as possible. It seems like it was some sort of agreement, probably a drunken agreement gone wrong. And there's just tons and tons of people around. So a lot of people got hit. But, I, you know, that could change. I would say I wouldn't be certain of that. But that is the report coming from ABC News and police. So that's not the story that I heard today. When I got up this morning, I watched NBC News. Uh, Not on MSNBC, but on NBC. And I'm watching NBC News, and they are going on and on, just as CNN is, about there's 148 mass shootings this year already. Wait, what? 140? we're, We're a month and a half into the year, and we have 148 mass shootings? Well... Yes and no. Those shootings um, are called mass shootings whenever, I think it's three or four people are involved. So does that count things like weekends in Chicago? Because when you think mass shooters, you think of Columbine. You think of somebody walking in and trying to kill a whole bunch of people. You think of even Lakewood. You don't think of gang activity. Glenn Beck. But again, it's just another way for you to be manipulated. How many times has this happened to you? You go to the drugstore, you get an item that is always there. You're just, you're going in, and then all of a sudden, it isn't there. You know, how many times has it happened for you, you know, with things like Augmentin? Okay, never for me with Augmentin. I, I don't know anybody that that has happened to until recently. If you're looking for a medication and your loved one desperately needs it, medication shortages uh, become a very real issue for all of us. Don't roll the dice. You can get the four most prescribed antibiotics at your home. You can have them in a Jace case, ready to treat whatever is happening if there's an emergency and you can't get to the drugstore or whatever. You have them there. Jace Medical will also help you. They're 
adding more to their their uh, their uh, prescriptions of vital medications that you can also have the stuff like heart and blood pressure etc etc get it now and be prepared jacemedical.com use the promo code beck at checkout jacemedical.com So Donald Trump is uh, back in the news, standing by his threat not to defend any NATO members who don't meet the defense spending targets. Um, He's made into looking like a big bad guy. Um, This is a treaty. This is something that we all agreed to. And if you're not paying your fair share, why should we continue to pay the bulk of it to protect you? No, this is a treaty. You signed it, live up to the treaty, and we'll live up to our side of the treaty. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And by the way, once he said that, uh, lo and behold, some of the NATO countries uh, started stepping up and going, I I just found this in my couch. I thought I I had delivered it uh, to NATO. And uh, good thing I I was vacuuming the couch behind the cushions there. I don't have a problem with this. Pat Gray joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed. Hello, Pat. Hello. How are things? You, I mean, have a problem with the uh, NATO members? Ponying up? Trump? No. Yeah. Why is why is he made to look like such a bad guy, and like we're like like they're Ethiopia or something? Yeah. Well. I, he does put things rather boldly from time to time. <laughs> yeah. But I personally appreciate that. And I've gotten used to it. It's like, okay, come on. You, you know he uses hyperbole. So right, right. relax on that. Would you please? You don't Just think he relax. really is going to encourage Russia to roll over every European nation? <laughs> I'm thinking probably not. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Seems, yeah, I'm not well, offended by it, frankly. Well, he does have that twitchy eye. Which I so appreciate mm-hmm. in an American president. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like Biden has a twitchy eye, but it only affects the American people. Everybody else around mm-hmm. the world are like, oh, he's insane. And uh, now's mm-hmm. our time. And with the American people, when Biden says something, you're like, I think he's talking about us. Yeah, I, I think, think he's he going to attack Texas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I we think, should maybe I think take he cover. Might, <laughs> but he might nuke Houston. I'm not really sure. Um, now, the other thing that uh, uh, Trump is is doing now, he's in the news today in the Washington Examiner for talking with Tulsi Gabbard about the future of the Defense Department. Mm. I don't think I would have a problem with uh, Secretary of Defense Gabbard. Would you? I, you know, I don't know enough about her positions on defense to really say yes i I, she might be okay but i wouldn't be my first choice that's for sure i mean i would like to know more um but her her stance on war is you know pretty much stay out of it i think all of ours are stay out of it but she's also wasn't she a former fighter pilot Stu? I, I yeah. do. Yeah. She was in the military. I do remember that. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, 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 and, and, and actually in wars, I kind of like people running the mm-hmm. Pentagon that have actually been at war. So they know the cost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She I mean, she definitely is on, I think, much more aligned with the sort of new uh, Republican leanings on, on this topic uh, than uh, than 
the people who were have been in control of previous Republican administrations, right? Like, she, I mean, look, yeah. she she obviously was a very far left Democrat, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and so she, she aligned supported with Bernie Sanders. With Bernie Sanders, point, so, she, so you know, she yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know that I would say, hey, that Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders volunteer <laughs> is I want as a Secretary of Defense, but I do she. I understand why the conversation is there. She's obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, has a lot to offer and talk about, and she is smart and served uh, with honor in our in our military, which is not nothing. It's a big she, deal. She reminds me of RFK Jr. because he has also enamored some conservatives. But uh, I think it's way premature to start thinking, hey, maybe RFK Jr. is the guy. Right. No. Right. Yeah. No. 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 Please, but no. But Tulsi, I have... I've seen enough of Tulsi. Now, I, I'd like to hear her speak directly to DEI and everything else that the Pentagon is doing. Yeah. If she wouldn't yeah. say the number one thing is to cut all of that out to the bone, it's a cancer. If she wouldn't say that and mean it and back it up with some actions of, of you know, whatever, I'd like to see a pattern there. Um uh, but I, I would be fine with her. I, I like people who have been to war, know that there are times that you have to fight a war, mm-hmm. um, but you don't have to be involved in everything. All we need to do is just restore the military back to the honorable military it used to be. You know, no more drag shows, um, quite honestly. Let's not focus on that. Let's do what the Pentagon should do, and that is find better ways to kill people than our enemies can, are coming up with. Can we compromise on this and just like no more drag shows on Tuesdays? Keep the weekends a free no, flow no, of time. I think I'm gonna, you know, I think you <laughs> no, gotta have some. I don't some, think so. None? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, none. Wow. Um, I, you know, That's what, a hard I, I tell you. Yeah. Wow. I think Donald Trump should announce his vice president and some of his cabinet you know, positions. Mm-hmm. He should look at Secretary of Defense. Who could he get that we know would be rock solid and cut all of this crap out? Yeah. I mean, I, does he, I mean, does he need to do that? I think that's one of the questions he you know, politically would ask there, right? Like, does he... Maybe for the need, general. Yeah, maybe for the general. He certainly doesn't need it now. No, he doesn't need it for the primary. He's, no. You know, that's no, not, but not in question. If he, could, if he could have really solid people around him, um, it, would, it would bode well. And I think you could get some independents who are like, I'm not sure, you know, who's really, really strong... Uh, on defense, and you know, quite honestly, for the independents, um, as long as they're not, no, as long as they're in lockstep that he's the president and they'll do what he's asking them to do. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't mind people like Tulsi Gabbard. I, I, I think the youth of America is much more into new players that may have changed their minds on some things. Uh, that can work together, that are just there to get the job done. And I, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, he, uh, Trump considered Gabbard for a role previously in, in his yeah. administration. And, uh, yeah. you know, they the, you know, like Trump came from, we talked about this back in 2015, 2016. Trump was always 
pitched in the media like this maniac who wanted to start wars all the time but really his his mm. history had been the He's opposite been i mean right. he always he been was a guy opposed to going into iraq even most of the time most yeah. of the time i mean he kind of yeah. he had a couple moments where where he had gone back and forth yes, on he, that but he he, he generally speaking has been skeptical of foreign <laughs> conflicts long before he was president Which of the United I States. really appreciate now 20 years later I yeah. really do. And look, people change too. You know, I mean, I, yeah. it, you know, one of the things that was kept, came out in recent reporting was that uh, one of the people that Donald Trump was considering back in 2016 when he eventually landed on Mike Pence for VP was Nikki Haley. Right. Like, and yeah. now here they are no, you know, against each other in the primary. Like, so yeah. there are, you know, pe- people change. And I think, you know, you can go back and look at where Tulsi Gabbard was, in, you know, when she was supporting Bernie Sanders. And say, like, maybe, you know, she's had some awakenings on some of those fronts. But, I mean, what her view is of international conflict, I think, is pretty consistent with that view of Bernie Sanders, which is basically stay out of all of it. Uh, And I think pretty consistent with where Trump has generally been, though, as you point out, his approach is certainly different. Like, his approach Mm -hmm. is more like, I'm going to have a very tough outer uh, framing of these things. You know, I'm going to, you know, we're going to rain down fire on North Korea. But <laughs> that's a statement, not a policy. The policy mm-hmm. tends to be uh, more restrained in trying to stay out of those things. Mm-hmm. And it's the op- it, and people, you know, went after him for his Russia stuff. Well, his Russia policies were much more aggressive versus Russia than anything Barack Obama offered. Uh, he was yeah. his mm-hmm. he talked about trying to be friends with Vladimir Putin and talked about trying to smooth those things over. But like his actual policy towards Russia was strong. Way stronger than Biden's. Way stronger. Oh, that's for sure. At least going back years, for sure. So let me uh, switch topics here. Something that came out yesterday was uh, Barbara Lee of California. Um, She she argued that we, and this used to be a joke with us, uh, she (laughs) Mm -hmm. argued uh, on Monday that the federal minimum wage should be $50 per hour. (laughs) And she said, it's all about math. Just do the math. And I've done the math. I think that brings a hamburger from McDonald's up to between 15 and $20 a burger. Um, you know, that, that, is, that, is, that shows you've never actually been a part of business or understand how business works. That would mean massive unemployment. Oh, my gosh. McDonald's and all of them. Yeah. And and McDonald's would go in uh, and they would fire absolutely every human. Mm -hmm. They they would find a way to put automation in every fast food. You would lose so many jobs if you actually did that. And so many companies would go out of business. It's $96,000 a year. (laughs) You know, at McDonald's, if you're uh, cooking the burgers, are really are they going to have to pay every employee at least ninety six thousand dollars? That can't happen. It just can't happen. Minimum wage. Right. It means that that is for the entry level. Uh-huh. That's for the. <laughs> it's new not workers meant to support a family of six. No, it's not meant. It's to not. That. I know this sounds silly and ridiculous, and it is, of course, in reality. But like, this is a. This is we felt the same way when they said 15 the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know. And, and now I know. Ha, and these now places are all it. doing this. And like, yes, you could go and try to implement socialism. It's really hard, 
Really hard to do that in America. But you know what has an 85% approval rating? Raising the minimum wage. Yeah. And they do this all the time. It's Mm -hmm. it's an underhanded way to get these policies in. Because, no, of course you can't pay everybody $50 an hour. But the higher they get it, the more you're redistributing wealth. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing. It's, it's, It's an underhanded way to implement those policies. Except who does it hurt the most? I mean, I would argue it's the people who uh, have make zero dollars as their minimum wage because that is the actual minimum. And that's what people will make <laughs> because nobody can pay that. Yes. Yeah. So they don't lose. They right. can lose jobs completely. But what happens again? You know, follow this more than a couple of steps. Right. Like you get the situation where these people can't get jobs at all because they're not worth $50 an hour. So they automate these jobs. They get to zero dollars mm-hmm. an hour. And then the government comes in and takes tax money from rich people and gives it to them. It's the exact policy mm-hmm. they want to implement. It's just another way of doing it. And unfortunately, it's much, much more successful. And many conservatives will jump on board, not for $50 an hour, but for raising it from wherever 25. it is. 25, it 18, would, whatever it is. I could see 25. And that federal, she's talking about San Francisco. Fine, if that's what you want to do in San Francisco, do that in San Francisco. But that is completely unreasonable for most of America. Mm-hmm. New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, maybe. So you do that. The federal government should not be dictating to all states and cities, period. Shouldn't be. All right, back in just a minute. Thanks, Pat. Pat Gray, Unleashed, uh, available wherever you get your podcast, or you can hear it on Blaze and watch it on Blaze TV. Been telling you about uh, MyPillow and the awesome products for years now. They just got a box of their slippers. And when I say a box of their slippers, I don't mean one box with two slippers in it. I mean... A box with six slippers in it. Uh, You know, I just, if they stop making them, these are the greatest slippers ever. And I love to wear them out. I wear them out all the time. I don't care. I'm at the point where it's like, oh, you think that looks stupid? He's wearing his slippers. Oh, well, I don't care. Uh, Right now, you can get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 or 50% off their new flannel sheets. Their six-pack towel sets are going for $29.98 right now. MyPillow.com. They are having a sale on everything right now. So take advantage of the free shipping, especially on larger items such as mattress toppers, 100% made in the U.S. and on sale for as low as $99.99. You'll also find sales on their kitchen towels, their dog beds, blankets, and so much more more with the promo code back to find the offer just go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special square check out everything i've mentioned and so much more on sale now 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 or mypillow.com promo code back you're listening to the swinging sounds of glenn beck sit tight boys and girls we'll be right back after these messages After you've tried all the big name brands, uh, you've realized what's missing, the personal touch, right? There's something about the process of making something yourself, making it by hand, that gives that thing its own signature feel. And that's especially true when it comes to deciding what kind of drink you're going to pour into that glass after the end of a very long day. Small batch spirits are the only way to enjoy the finest types of alcohol the USA has to offer, and that's why you should discover premium American-made spirits from Coppercraft Distillery. 
Uh, their award-winning black label straight bourbon whiskey, for instance, is crafted along uh, Michigan's manufacturing coast, where industrious automakers, furniture makers, farmers, and entrepreneurs have created quality goods and exported their handiwork across the nation for years. These craftspeople have given us a rich heritage, proving that hard work and time yield incredible results. And the same is true for incredible whiskey. Coppercraft distillers uh, artfully source and blend their finest ingredients to create premium small batch whiskeys with rich, smooth flavor. If you're going to sit back and enjoy a drink in the first place, you really should make it one to remember. You can follow the distillery online to discover a new way to enjoy old favorites with a wide selection of tried and true recipes featuring Coppercraft vodka, rum, gin, and bourbon, or crack open a Coppercraft can cocktail as well. Coppercraftdistillery.com. The promo code is blaze at coppercraftdistillery.com. Well, Donald Trump is in court yet today, and I love this. Hillary Vaughn uh, went to Democrats and asked several Democrats on the Hill about Joe Biden's memory. Listen to them squirm. Do you think that President Biden is mentally fit for office? That was a partisan report, and President Biden has been absolved of any criminal wrongdoing. President Biden is absolutely fit. Trump is the one who is crazy. I think he's the one who's a liar. He's the one who has proven uh, that he cannot be trusted. President Biden has proven himself to have a strong memory. Uh, I would prefer an elderly man uh, over an elderly man who's just chaotic and crazy and has 91 felony counts awaiting him. There's no doubt in my mind that the president is mentally fit for office. No, 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 I'm not talking. He's sharp, he's fit, and he's always answering questions. Do you think it would be dangerous for the President of the United States to have a bad memory? The only person's mental health that I'm concerned about is Donald Trump's. It's dangerous to have a president like Trump who grabs women by their uh, you know, private parts and uh, mimics and mocks the disabled, lies, cheats. I think that's what's dangerous. Wow, I'm glad we know now. Uh, so the judge has just made the decision in the Donald Trump uh, case. This one is a criminal case. This is the one. I'm trying to keep them all straight. This is the one of paying off uh, Stormy Daniels, right? Yes. Okay. So this one could put him in jail because it's criminal. I believe he has to be in the courtroom every day. He has said this should be pushed off after the trial. Um, this is the case that uh, uh, Dershowitz told me if this case goes ahead as planned, that's we're in a different kind of country entirely because this is messing with the presidential uh, primaries and the presidential race well jury selection um, starts march 25th glenn just uh, so coming there down. you go there you go there you go god bless him all right more in just a second some breaking news from the blaze next Let me tell you about Jace Medical. Jace Medical is there for you if you need antibiotics. They put the antibiotics in your own home so you have access to it. Um, but also, you, the medication that you take every day, like high blood pressure medication or, or uh, you know, heart pills or 
God forbid, insulin. If you can't get that, what happens? If there's a breakdown in the supply chain, a breakdown of our communication system, whatever, how are you going to survive if you don't have access to those medications? Well, Jace Medical can make those medications happen in your house. A year's supply of the critical uh, medications that you and your family take. Go to jacemedical.com today. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout for a discount on your order. It's jasemedical.com. News and uh, Steve Baker, uh, an independent journalist that works with the Blaze, have been given unprecedented access to the January 6th videotapes. And Steve has been talking to us now for a while about the pipe bombs and what happened on January 6th, those two pipe bombs that everybody seems to forget about. And strangely, the left never used to make a big deal out of. You would think that almost killing the uh, vice president of the United States, the first black vice president, you'd think that that would have been used in a campaign ad or something, or at least that they would have had moral outrage that somebody was trying to kill her. Well, they haven't. Why? Well, never before seen footage of the January 6th pipe bomb has come out through blaze news steve baker is going to take us through it and any updates on this story in 60 seconds stand by first patriot mobile what does the phone company do with the money you send them every month normally i don't care i really don't care i mean i do they provide a good service am i getting a good price but now these woke companies are funding things, you know, like Coca-Cola, teaching that white people are unforgivable. N no, no. Uh, phone companies like Verizon funding abortions or abortion centers like Planned Parenthood. No, I don't want any of my money going to that. Patriot Mobile's mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. What they're doing is they made a company and a product that is a mobile phone service. You'll get the same coverage because they're on the same cell towers. So you get the same exact coverage at a better price. And they made this company. They made it successful and stable and great. A great alternative to the big three. And then with their money, they've decided to protect the constitutional rights that we all hold sacred. Well, at least at least half of us hold them sacred. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. Join me. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. 
Investigative journalist and Blaze Media correspondent Steve Baker joins us now. Hi, Steve. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Weren't you supposed to be in jail by now? Yeah, I, I you know, that was where I planned to spend uh, the first quarter of this year or so. But uh. <laughs> the FBI, the last we spoke to you, the FBI had just notified, I think, your attorney that uh, they were going to come pick you up for for crimes unknown. Yet they haven't told you what it's why they are going to arrest you. Uh, but they said they would be doing it in January, did they not? Yeah, uh, crimes against humanity. That's what I'm calling it right that's now he, myself. Okay, but, but yeah, yeah sure. so but it's it's uh, one of those things yet again where the DOJ has left me hanging. The first time after their first threat, they left me uh, alone for 20 months, and then they showed up again with a grand jury subpoena. Then they left me alone for five months. And then they showed up again here just before Christmas, and uh, we backed them off, I think, with the media uh, uh, offensive that we did, a response. And then they talked to my attorney just before New Year's and said that my self-surrender would be required sometime in mid-January. They'd give me seven, ten days notice uh, of that. And then they went silent again, and so we haven't heard from them. Here we are mid-February, and we know nothing. I mean, just so people understand what the government is doing to people, and it's not just Steve, it's happening all over with regular people. Mm -hmm. The DOJ is screwing with people's lives and, quite honestly, their sanity. Imagine you're being told by the FBI with an unlimited amount of money to convict or to harass or to uh, uh, build a case against you. You have to think, oh, my gosh, at any time I may be going to jail. I may have to be fighting this and none of this is true. And then they just leave. So that just that just hangs in your life forever. And then they call back just as you're getting comfortable. I guess they forgot about me. They call back. It's honestly like a cancer center calling you and saying, hey, we have your results and it looks like you have cancer. Uh, We'll we'll let you know next week. And then. (laughs) You don't hear from them, and you can't get them on the phone. Right. Do I have cancer or not? It's really cruel, really cruel. Um, All right, so, Steve, you have uh, brought us footage now. This is never before seen. You released it earlier this week on on Blaze Media, Um, and it is footage of the January 6th pipe bomb and the, well, I would say the, the elimination of it, but we don't actually see that. Set this clip up, will you? Yeah, the first clip that we have that we released two days ago was the actual and most important cameras that were used in the investigation scene. Uh, they, we're talking about a camera that had been in a fixed position. We were able to go on the CCTV camera uh, viewing room and go back as far back as December 28th of 2020 and look. And we see that that one camera number is called number 3173 had not moved for at least eight, day, eight days prior to January 6th. And then uh, the bomb was called in by the Capitol Police plainclothes officer. You remember we reported that here about mm-hmm. three weeks ago. And yep. then when when that officer made that report and then we saw the very lackadaisical response by the Secret letting, Service. Letting kids walk by the pipe bomb within feet of the pipe bomb. Yeah. Glenn, and they didn't do anything. They were literally finishing their sandwiches. In in their vehicle before they got out of the car to respond to a bomb with the vice president-elect 15 feet away inside that building. 
I mean, this this is how absurd this situation is. But nevertheless, on this camera, we see suddenly it is taken control of by the Capitol Police Command Center. They have an area where, where their big viewing room right. is and where their camera operators are. It's called the pit. And when that was called in four minutes after that plainclothes officer reported that that camera starts zooming for the first time and it starts scanning and it's uh, panning around and it's looking for the bomb and then it pulls back and it does this and it moves around for about 20 or 30 minutes before finally somebody told that camera operator to move that camera off of the investigative scene and it was pitched to a hard right 90 degrees away from that and it remained there until at least midnight of January 6th because I went and looked at all of those videos all the way to the end of the day. So it is it is amazing to me because the if I'm not mistaken, the well, let's watch the report. Here it is. Capital CCTV camera number 3173 was the most important camera covering the DNC pipe bomb story event. You've probably already seen Thomas Massey's release of the video in which it appears that a Capitol Police plainclothes officer has discovered the bomb and has alerted the Secret Service and the Metro Police officers that were on the scene. You've probably also already seen the bomb-sniffing dog, and you may have already also seen the arrival of then-Vice President-elect Kamala Harris's motorcade. What you haven't seen is, well, what somebody in the Capitol Police Command Center didn't want us to see. And that's the actual investigation of the bomb scene. What we're going to show you now is how they hid that from us. What we were able to access from the Capitol CCTV viewing room is how long that camera number 3173 had remained in that fixed position. We were able to go back as far as December 28th of 2020, just eight days or so before the events of January 6th. And from that review, we could see that the camera's positioning was in that fixed position for days, weeks, months. But ultimately, it was only just these very few minutes after the bomb's discovery that that camera began to move. camera then began to move, pan, zoom in, looking for the bomb itself. The one thing that we know for sure is that camera 3173 was the most crucial of all the cameras. It had the closest and the clearest view of what law enforcement's response, what their investigation, and ultimately the destruction and detonation or the attempted detonation of the bomb would be by the bomb squad robot. But inexplicably, and I'm getting tired of using that word every single time we do one of these investigations, but that seems to be the key word when it's related to January 6th, is that at approximately 1.40 p.m., camera number 3173 was remotely directed away from the scene at about a 90-degree angle, and then it remained in this newly fixed position away from the investigation for the rest of the day, or at least until midnight on January 6th. Now, it might be assumed that this was an error, an accident, an oversight. Maybe somebody bumped the joystick on camera number 3173 until we then review camera number 8020. As we are seeing the robot deployed down the street, 
headed towards the bomb. Someone, again, directs camera 8020 away from the investigation scene and then affixes it once again, it seems like at a hard right 90 degree angle away from the investigation once again. Why Absolutely. would they turn those cameras away from the investigative scene? Who ordered those cameras to be turned away? What were we not allowed to see? We'll have more with Steve here in just a second. First, Tunnel to Towers. It's a, a foundation um, that has put a place together at a place called Land Lakes, Florida. It's a let-us-do-good village. It's a community of about 100 homes that are being built for the foundation's program participants. These are the people uh, that have lost a family member or they're severely injured in the line of duty, and that's either, you know, as local sheriff or police or fire or somebody that was overseas fighting for our country there's uh, already people there but it's a special place where the families of our heroes can heal where the children of our nation's fallen or catastrophically injured can grow up together and support each other and it's all thanks to an amazing donation of lots of land uh from an individual and it's it's built the houses are being built through donations that come from people like you so if you can help america's greatest heroes and their families heal together make the let us do good village the first of many communities like it with every mortgage free home the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget donate 11 dollars a month to tunnel to towers at t2t.org that's t the number two t dot org 10 seconds, station ID. All right, so Steve, give us some updates on what else we have found. I know I read today that there was a there were um, bomb sniffing dogs in the area and there's they, they gave no indication. And I know because I've had a bomb sniffing dog before um, they they are relentless uh and they would have found it had it had any explosives in it don't you think i would think so especially as haphazardly as this particular device was you know yeah. put, to, put together and yeah. and this is this is even more important glenn this is really the latest and most developing part of this story is we did in fact acquire the images of the destruction of this bomb by the bomb robot in fact we now have it up it's up on youtube right now so it's about to be distributed across all the blaze platforms today wow it's it is now up but this is the story behind that is that as late as nine o'clock on wednesday night when i was supposed to have these videos in my dropbox from congress i received a call from a senior congressional aide who said Sorry, we cannot give you these scenes and these images. Why? We are being told that the technology is classified and it's sensitive in what has was used to uh, to destroy the, the pipe bomb at the DNC headquarters, to which I responded, Glenn, I said, BS, because 
I said, you can go look on the Department of Homeland Security's website and read mm-hmm. the destruction of the the uh, or the read the information with images and video of the exact type of water disruptor cannon that was used to blow apart that bomb. And it's available freely to the public. As a matter of fact, you can buy this system yourself online, and the patent holder has given it away for free. Anybody can use it. And yet they were the 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 powers that be were telling me we could not have it. Actually, they were lying to the Congress members and telling them that they couldn't give it to me because and then what ended up happening, and thank goodness you had him on here a week or so ago, but Representative Barry Loudermilk intervened. Mm-hmm. And we want to look him and his staff have been just absolutely invaluable to our investigations and our research. But they intervened. And by seven o'clock yesterday morning, we had the video. And that's available right now. Right. It'll be on Blaze TV. Uh, It will be on uh, the Blaze dot com and all of our our, all of our platforms. The reason we can do these things is because uh, of you. If you are a subscriber, please uh, tell a friend. If you're not a subscriber, please join us at Blaze. There's so many reasons, but investigative journalism, I've, I know the plans of the company, um, and they are expanding. As Stu said, it's like they've backed up a dump truck of money uh, to be able to do these things and and grow in real credible news and investigative reporting. Um, but we really need you to subscribe to help support that. And you can do that by going to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code free speech and get $30 off your annual subscription. Uh, so you get a monthly access to the premium articles and you know the opinions and things like what Steve is doing you want to do an annual it's $3 a month you get Blaze TV plus which is everything for $10 a month so join us william blazetv.com/glen free speech is uh the uh, the promo code so steve where does this go from here i mean this seems to me to be um a a diversion um, because the they were both discovered about five minutes before the Capitol was, you know, stormed. It was that. Do you think this was to pull Capitol Police off of the Capitol and bring them here? What What do you think this was supposed to do? They were diversions and they were meant to diminish the force that was available to protect the Capitol that day. There's just no other way. There's no other reasonable explanation because the first bomb, the RNC bomb, was found about 10 or 15 minutes before that first barricade breach, the famous Ray Epps barricade breach line happened. That happened at uh, 1252 p.m. The bomb was found about 10 minutes before that. Then the bomb or the breach happens at 1252. This group of people storm up to the West Terrace. They begin to form another line up there, and they've already had to divert dozens of officers away from the Capitol, an already diminished police force anyway, because Mm -hmm. of the COVID protocols and because they did not want the, as they said, they didn't want the, 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 the optics of 
extra security there at the Capitol that day, and uh, particularly guys wearing the hard units or the National Guard, uh, you know, the, the, the RoboCop looking guys. They didn't want any of that optics there that day. So what does it tell you that the investigators um, weren't really allowed to investigate? They they tracked one guy uh, to, I think, a home in Virginia, and then they were told, go away uh, by the FBI. Just leave it alone. There's nothing to see here. What would the motivation be? For a government that is trying to track down every grandmother who is anywhere near the Capitol to not pay attention to this. Why would they issue a $500,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of this bomber and then take the extra step of hiding all of the evidence from us? I, I told them when they did it, I said, just make it $5 million. You're not planning on giving it away anyway. You know, it's just it's just so clear, you know, that there may have been, you know, bad guys, you know, that were Trump supporters or not Trump supporters. But there was this group of people and all of the real leaders, the ones who like uh, Ray Epps, were causing people to go in and encouraging them to go in. You've got the guy on the tower uh, the scaffolding that they can't find. They've got the two pipe bomb people. You can't find them. It, it, it just screams set up to almost to a man. Every single Capitol police officer retired who left the job, who are still active with the force. They all believe that they were set up that day. The only ones who won't admit that are the, existing leadership but that's another story and we're working on that as well hmm. steve thank you so much i hope you stay out of jail <laughs> know that we're we're with you um steve baker investigative journalist uh blaze media correspondent you could find his work at blaze.com the blaze.com or on blaze tv more footage as he just said exclusive now being released by blaze media more in a minute It's so important for your future and the future of your family that you take charge of what your money is doing. The guiding principles and values that this country was built on are endangered. They are on an endangered species list. Until we can rebuild the fundamental institutions, nothing, and especially the American economy, nothing is a safe bet. That's why I recommend that you protect your hard-earned savings with an asset you can trust, and that's gold or silver. I want you to go to Lear Capital. These are the people. I bought my first uh, gold coins. I was listening to Rush Limbaugh, and uh, he was talking about Lear Capital, and I bought my first gold coins with Lear. Um, and, you know, later I went to another company and did business with them for a very long time, and I love those people. Um, business is business. And Rush had Lear Capital for all these years. And uh, the person that I did business and bought those coins, that salesperson is still working at Lear Capital. I want you to go now and find out how you can protect your money. 
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, Just uh, some breaking news. Odyssey Radio has been sold. Uh, It went into bankruptcy and uh, has just been bailed out. Now the major shareholder in Odyssey Radio is the George Soros Fund. Uh, So we got that going for us, kids. Uh, That's really uh, very exciting, Uh, especially when you look at what Odyssey Radio is. Now, this is... This goes directly to something that we have been talking to you about, how it's going to get harder and harder for, um, you know, voices that may disagree with the. And it is. They're shutting down voices all the time, right in front of our eyes. Apparently, it gets worse and worse and worse every day. Um, And this goes on. Have a good chance if you're in any major Mm-hmm. Are you there? Yeah. Sorry, you cut out there for a second, Glenn. So we were just discussing. Yes. Okay. Can you, yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. So the the list of these stations, George Soros Fund is now the controlling shareholder. Odyssey uh, used to be known as Entercom. That doesn't help you. But Entercom was a big company already, and it acquired CBS Radio. They are now the second largest owner of radio stations in the United States. Uh, To give you some idea, this is what they own in Los Angeles. KCBS-FM, KNX, KNX-FM, KROQ-FM, K-Earth. These are uh, all, there's two all news radios. KNX and uh, KCBS um our news radio i guess this is fm so it's knx and knx fm that's all news radio that is that is the powerhouse of news uh in um in los angeles let's uh, they own everything in san francisco they own stuff in in denver colorado in connecticut in dc they own all of the big stations in dc Miami is the same, Orlando, Atlanta, Chicago. They have WBBM, which is all news radio, AM and FM. Again, the news. They own stations in Wichita, New Orleans, Baltimore, Boston, Springfield, uh, Detroit, everywhere. You get down to New York City, and that's where it really starts to become uh, really concerning uh, because this is your access to news. They have all news radio WCBS. They have WCBS FM. They have WFAN, FAM, uh, FAN FM, Winds 1010, all news. All news radio Winds FM. This is going to, it has the possibility of dramatically changing the landscape on radio radio is a very delicate but very important medium am radio is where everybody goes when there is a problem with a storm or if there is you know emergency information do people even have an am radio anymore am radio is the backbone it was am radio that you know the ebs system was first designed for and it was always the am station that was the lead ebs station 
so many people still get their news from radio. I know that people think, oh, nobody listens to radio anymore. That's not true. Uh, it is by far still the most um, used form of media. Uh, people are still driving in their car and listening. Now it has come down, but shockingly, not as much as you think it uh, has. We have noticed that the FCC has stopped all this crap that they used to be doing. Now, they stopped it during the Trump administration, but now they're still not doing things to try to get, you know, talk radio more regulated. And I've wondered why. I haven't wondered why out loud because I don't want to call them out, um, but they just haven't been concerned. And I thought it was because they just didn't think radio is uh, all that important. But if we are not heard on the internet and we're not heard on radio where do we go they can dial us back uh through algorithms and through their public private partnerships with social media but only the fcc could affect us uh on our am radio stations this program i've worked for what used to be called clear channel um, I joined Clear Channel in 1989. That became iHeartMedia, the largest broadcast group, I think, in the world. Um, uh, I've been with them since 1989. My affiliates, generally speaking, are the... Obviously, uh, radio stations having trouble getting Glenn as of right now, as we're having some uh, internet uh, or interference here with the the broadcast. Um, you know, Glenn was has been talking about this issue for a, a really long time, and it is one that is you know crucial to America, especially in a time like this, because this is something we we discussed briefly the other day. But I think it's important, Glenn. Maybe you can chime in on this. And that like if you. If you have a situation where there's no more Walter Cronkite and we get our information through all of these other sources, that's a real improvement from the old days. But it's only an improvement to the extent when you can still access those feeds. And if they take away the digital feeds, if they take away your talk radio, if they go after these things, and they are, you no longer have an improvement. In fact, you're probably going the opposite direction. You have no source of information. Yeah, well, you have no trusted source. I mean, at least, you know, Walter Cronkite was not as fair and balanced as everybody, you know, likes to believe. He was much, much better than anything today. Um, but, you know, he still had his opinions and they controlled the news through the three sources. But those three sources, generally speaking, were not in bed with the federal government. They were a check on the federal government. And uh, talk radio, local talk radio is so important because it's a check on your local government. People don't know what's happening in their local government. Maybe it's because, you know, people have, uh, you know, not checked in on their radio station uh, and supported their local AM radio station. You have to have these local broadcasts. And quite honestly, the FCC has tried to put talk radio out of business. Have it many, many times. And uh, it, 
continues to be a problem, doesn't it? Um, we're going to take a quick uh, break here and come back on the other side uh, with more from Glenn as we try to get uh, reconnected to him. He is uh, live on location here uh, today. So we'll get back to this here in just a second. It is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't know if you can hear me still. We're having massive technical problems. Um, I want to uh, talk to you about our our sponsor this half hour, which is American Financing. American Financing is a place you could go if you are, honestly, if you're just buying a house right now or you, you're doing you know something like that, or if you're losing your house, you know, you're so backed up with bills and these high uh, interest credit card bills, you got to get out from underneath those things. Last year, I told you that American financing could help. Uh, and what we're looking at now is just from last year, the, the listeners that called American financing that were buried in debt were looking at losing their house. They saved $854 a month. That's like giving yourself a $10,000 raise. Many of them were able to delay two mortgage payments as well. And you can write off that interest now that was the interest on your credit card. It's now into your home so you can write that off. So you're saving money and it's active immediately. May I suggest you call American Financing now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 1823334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. APR for the rates in the five starts at 6.275% for well-qualified buyers. Call 800-906-2440 for details about credit costs and terms. The Glenn Beck Program. Glenn's newsletter is free and full of useful info delivered every day right to your inbox. Sign up at glennbeck.com. Well, welcome back to the program. Sorry for these technical difficulties. Um, it, we're in a major uh, snowstorm up here in the mountains, and we are uh, currently rebuilding all of our broadcast facilities so we don't have to uh, depend on satellites uh, anymore. Um, I, I am up at the ranch in uh, Idaho, and I want to thank the good people in, in Boise, uh, and also Weston, Idaho. I was supposed to be here to tomorrow, today and tomorrow, to give their Lincoln dinner speech, but I have to leave right after the broadcast and fly back to New York for my father-in-law's wake and funeral. So they have moved this, and in the Treasure Valley, uh, dinner has been moved to Wednesday, March 27th, uh, that's a Wednesday night. It'll be at the Boise Center on the Grove, and we're going to celebrate Lincoln Day, uh, both there and also in Franklin County. I think it's the day after in Franklin County. You can find out all of the information. You can go to adacountylincolnday.org, adacountylincolnday.org, and uh, grab your tickets if you'd like to come. I've got a great great message to deliver i'm so bummed that i wasn't able to do it this week because i have a just a really powerful powerful message that i think you and and america need to hear so we are in the hostage uh 
crisis. We have 132 days now. You know, this is what started that TV show. And I don't know if anybody remembers it anymore called Nightline. Is it still on, Stu? Um, it uh, Nightline w- was started during the Iranian hostage crisis. Ted Koppel was just going to do a special until we resolved it. And it ended up being 300 and some days before we resolve that hostage crisis. Now, nobody's even doing anything. We have a what's called a bug, a little a little sign there on the corner of the screen if you're watching the blaze. It just says Americans still uh, held, held hostage day 132. Well, there are people that are talking about it. Mainly, they're the families of the hostages. Um, are they even getting help from our federal government Um, We have one family that is going to join us in just a second. Their son had just joined. He was living in New York. They're Americans. And uh, he wanted to join the Israeli uh, army. Uh, And so he went over, I think it was this last summer, to join. And he was right there on the border. And he was one of the first to take... um, uh, be taken as a hostage. We're going to talk to his family about what is going on, what information, what is the government doing to help. Then we have Ezra Levanton, who's got a really important uh, news item from Canada. Uh, once again, our good friends up in Canada have started a federal program to allow thousands of Gazans to immigrate to Canada, they're bringing in people. I mean, what what was the the survey? It was like in the eighties or nineties of the people that were Gazans that supported uh, Hamas or attacks like the attacks on Israel. Do you remember that poll, Stu? Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't know the exact details. I actually had this pulled up recently because there's some reason that you at the time got into a little bit of a kerfuffle if they would say, uh, about mm. that particular statistic, because they said you, you had mentioned the terrorist threat from this region, and it was something to the area of, it was above 70%. I want to say it was almost 80 that that supported um, attacks on civilians, um, uh, American civilians. Including the United States, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... And of course, when it, it was it Jews, is, it was even higher. I mean, it was considerably higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So these are not people that uh, will mesh into our Western uh, view of life easily. And as you know, if you've been paying attention, our northern border is really starting to get bad now. Chinese are coming in from the northern border and others that, uh, you know, kind of come from countries that hold uh, ill feelings toward the United States. We are... We are in real trouble. There was a shooting in Kansas City, and my first thought was, is this somebody who came over the border? It looks like they were homegrown, but it also looks like this was not a terrorist attack. They weren't just some crazy person trying to shoot. It looks like it may have been some sort of maybe gang. There are two groups of people together, maybe gang, maybe just two groups of drunks. Uh, They get into a fight, and they pull guns on each other and they're not trying to shoot the crowd they're trying to shoot each other just a lot of people are around that's what it looks like um i'd be interested to see if these were legal 
uh, guns. Be interesting if it was indeed gangs. Um, but we should we should find that out. <laughs> oh, well, I shouldn't say. That. Well, we won't find out anything if that stays true. Uh, if, you know, if it was terrorists, especially if it was white terrorists, we'll know all about it. I think we can write that one off because we should have known that even maybe before the shooting. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, this is a perfect breeding ground for those crazy mega white supremacists to just pull a gun. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think it was that. So we'll uh, have more on that as more details become available. But our border is a real problem, and Ezra Levant will be there. Also, our support of Israel is becoming a real problem. Not for me, but what are we doing in the Biden administration besides sending money over to Iran? The parents of their son taken hostage by Hamas? An American hostage. Day 132. We speak to his parents next. Glenn Beck program. Let me tell you about somebody else that does good. Uh, our sponsor is American Giant. These these guys care, actually really care about America. They're like you. They're like me. Um, and they know that if we don't start making our own stuff, if we don't return some manufacturing back here to America, we, we aren't a country anymore that has any value. We're just consumers. We've got to be creators. 97% of the clothing we buy made overseas. Just, what, 1960? The number was absolutely flipped. We were selling all over. So they have bought up uh, some factories that were going out of business, and they brought some of the machines back from the same factories that had been sold to places like Japan. They brought those machines back so they could make the greatest hoodie, the hoodie that, you know, used to be made in the 60s and 70s. It's available now at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. We are in day 132 of the American hostage crisis in Gaza. 132 days. I'm old enough to remember 1979 when we lost hostages in, um, in Iran. The president tried to send uh, the uh, 
special forces out to take them out of the embassy and bring them home, and that was a failed effort. But I remember seeing, I mean, when they came off the plane, when they finally came home, you knew their faces. You knew who they were because we followed that story. It mattered that Americans were being held hostage. Does it matter anymore? Because to me, it doesn't seem like it does. 132 days, we still don't even know exactly how many hostages have been taken that were American or if they're alive or not. We have the mom and dad of one of those hostages on with us to tell us about their son and what's being done to rescue him in 60 seconds. Stand by. Let me tell you about LifeLock. I am amazed how many people are out there, especially on the Internet, that spend their whole day trying to steal other people's identity and money. I mean, why don't you use your force for good instead of evil? Um, Get a real job. Learn to code, or maybe that's the problem. They have learned to code. You need to protect yourself, and you can protect yourself with LifeLock. Personal identity, the theft is through the roof because all of the stuff that identify us as individuals, we put it on the internet all the time. And it makes it dangerously easy for some cyber criminal where he's sitting, you know, in Vladimir Putin's basement or, you know, sitting in his underpants in mom's basement is they're becoming very sophisticated. That's why you can't stop all of it. But LifeLock by Norton, I think, is the best. And they have saved me several times. We get a phone call. Hey, are you opening up a bank account? Are you taking out a new insurance policy? No. Well, that one kind of concerned me because I was like, maybe my wife is. Um, but uh, LifeLock can help you protect yourself and your identity. Save up to 25% off your first year using the promo code back 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com promo code BECK. Ronan and Orna Nutra are joining me now. They are in Israel currently. Their son, who was decided to uh, take a, uh, a leave of his studies, defer his studies at um, the university in New York, he was going to serve time in the Israeli army. He was captured while serving as a tank commander near the Gaza border on October 7th. We welcome uh, his parents now, Rona and uh, Orna. Ronan? Thank you. Thank you for having us. You bet. Um, thank you, Orna. Uh, tell me about, first of all, your son. Who was he? Well, what did he, Omer, what was he doing? Uh, yeah, so uh, Omer um, is 22 years old. He turned 22 a week after being kidnapped by Hamas. Um, he was born in New York City um, one month after 9-11. I was working wow. at the city at the time, and I remember clearly crossing the Queensboro Bridge by foot because there was no public transportation that day with him in my belly and also thinking to myself, how can this be that this horror is happening in New York? And unfortunately, we're in this crazy terrorist act right now involved, you know, and um, so, so he, he was born in New York. 
Uh, he grew up on Long Island, um, to some extent an all-American kid, you know, loves the NBA, loves NFL. He's a basketball yeah. player. He's the captain of his, uh, he was the captain of his volleyball team, of the captain of the basketball team in the school. Um, always kind of taking these leadership roles. He's, he's very friendly. He's very social. He, you know, he walks into a room with a lot of new kids. He thinks about the potential, you know, who's going to be my friend. And, so, um, yeah. So, so, so um, yeah. Orna, you, you said, you know, he was in your belly um, on September 11th as you're walking across the, across the bridge. Now it comes almost full circle, same kind of mentality, same uh, lust for blood, um, and they took him hostage. Uh, that just is such an incredible loop there. When did you know that he was taken hostage, and what have you heard since? So um, we spoke to him on October 6th. You know, we, we had a very close relationship, although he was in Israel and we are in New York usually. Um, and we spoke to him the night before. Um, everything seemed very calm. Actually, it was a very tense month on the border. His job was to protect the villages, the kibbutzim that are on the border. And um, it, it, it was the month of the Jewish holidays, and there was a lot of tension there. And, and, uh, and finally, it, it looked like things had calmed down. Um, now we know it was, you know, all planned. Calm before the but storm, he, yeah. Yeah, and he was just looking for um, a relaxing weekend, you know, with his, uh, with his team. Um, he was looking to do some team building. And, and so, you know, we, it was like a regular day. And only a few hours later, you know, the war broke out. Well, little did we know, Glenn, that 3,000 terrorists, Hamas terrorists, will rush and gush into Israel, kill 40 American citizens. And I'm not sure if your audience is aware of it. 40 American citizens were murdered that day, and 1,500 Israelis together were murdered and they took hostage 240 uh, young babies, elderly um, women uh, and, and, and children, as well as a few soldiers. So it, it's outrageous uh, what, what happened on, on October 7. And I don't think a lot of people realize it. And right now, even though 40 Americans were killed and murdered that day, there are still six hostages, American hostages, kept in Gaza under gunpoint, alive, plus two that we know that are dead and their bodies are still kept in Gaza. So it's tell a, me, Ronan, you, I mean, I know you've spoken to the president um, and, you know, I, I say this because if I were in your situation i would honestly it's i think it's totally natural to say you know screw we don't negotiate with terrorists i would want something done anything done to rescue my my son but i don't feel like enough is being done i mean i don't know why we haven't sent in special forces and it doesn't seem like this is a priority uh for america do you feel I, that I, way I, I, 
I am not sure. Let me tell you how I feel. We're very grateful for President Biden's administration that are working around the clock to try and secure and release all the 134 hostages working with uh, uh, the partners in the area, Egypt and Qatar, and, and of course with Israel. But here's the thing, after four months, we are challenging the assumption that the release of the American hostages will be part of the overall release of all hostages. It hasn't happened. Our boy, together with five other living Americans, is being held hostage and is not released by any deal. And we're very, very worried because the conditions there are terrible. Yeah. The Red Cross is not allowed to get in. We know that they are tortured. We know that they are hardly fed. We know they haven't seen medical condition. What needs to happen, Glenn, for United States to step up and say, we are going to save our own people? I have to tell you, it's not just about your son. By not doing these things, you, you make it dangerous for Americans all around the world. You cannot take American citizens and hold them hostage. We have to respond to this um, by trying to rescue them. Uh, and uh, it just it's just so muddy and murky now with the world. I mean, it, to me, it is so crystal clear. Um, you are dealing with barbarians and uh, you, you know, you're dealing with barbarians. They don't care about life uh and we do and i you know i just wish that i had confidence in our uh, in our nation right now that we could even pull something off and and find them when it, what is the last how do you know your i don't mean to be horrible on this how do you know your son is still alive so first of all, I want to say that it is very complicated, Glenn, because as far as we understand, they're being held in this underground, you know, maze of tunnels, right? And, and a rescue um, attempt such as you're suggesting could be very, very dangerous. Yes, I am. So, you know... I'm not suggesting... Uh, honestly, I want you to know, I'm not suggesting a plan. I just don't right. feel like the American people are even really aware um, or care. The media certainly doesn't seem to feel that way. I mean, it's that we've been lost. I think we're the only broadcast that every day we have a counter on the side of the screen that says American hostages still in Gaza day. Today is 132. I, I, I mean, I felt the same way when it happened to our hostages in Iran. This is a very big deal. This is even a more complex situation because we're yes. not dealing with a nation. We're dealing uh -huh. with a bunch of terrorists. And uh, we really appreciate you having the, the day clock on, on yours. We, we are wearing a daily badge right now, 132 days. I can't even believe that we have reached such a, a you know, milestone of over four months. It's unbelievable. Um, something has to be done. Yeah. And we are urging all the partners, and we're putting a lot of pressure. That's why we're in Israel. We're putting a lot of pressure on the Netanyahu administration to negotiate. Part of the issues that we see right now is that the negotiation is not going in the right direction. All the parties were in Cairo this week 
and and President uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu pulled the Israeli representatives and told them to go back. We're very concerned about that. So can I ask you, because this is such a complex thing. Um, You know, Netanyahu is getting a lot of heat from the United Nations and many nations who, again, I don't think really care about or understand, not that I do, what it's like to be a Jew. There's no place safe on Earth except perhaps israel because you have a right to defend yourself everywhere else it's like you're just a visitor you're just you know you're you're not really yeah you're a citizen but you're a jew uh and that is horrible and every time the world goes into this kind of darkness that's when countries just start to separate their citizens and their jews um and i I gotta tell you i i i would not negotiate with these people if it meant that we had to leave some of them you know still in charge with capabilities to do this again because they will right but it's a catch-22 you 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 realize that right yeah i do i do i wanna i wanna also you know you you mentioned that israel um is the the only jewish state really and it was established after the holocaust and yeah both my father and Onan's father are Holocaust survivors. And, um, yes, and they came to Israel and were of the founders of Israel exactly for this reason. And again, you know, it's just unfathomable that, you know, my, my father has to be in this predicament where he, he knows that his grandchild was abducted by this terrorist organization that just broke into the borders of this country. And like you said, we have to fight over the empathy and the narrative of all of this is going on right now to to defend ourselves in this situation. And that's exactly why our son, Omer, part of the reasons why he decided to move to Israel, to get to know the country and to serve the country is because of his heritage, his understanding that somebody has to do it. The Jewish state has to be protected. And unfortunately, he was in that spot next to the Gaza border when he was abducted. But now we need to give it, to get him back. That's our job. We are all over the place. I met with the Prime Minister of Qatar in Doha. I urged him and I thanked him for what he did for the first release. But they have to continue. They have to put all the possible pressure on Hamas to release all the other, other hostages. And of course, the Americans, six Americans among them, it has to be done, and we don't have time. Everybody needs uh, to have time. We don't have time. Those hostages are dying. I know. I know they are. Um, I, I want to urge you, if, um, if you want to learn more about this, you can go to stories.bringthemhomenow.net. Um, I don't know what the solution is, uh, Orna and Ronan, uh, but uh, we will pray for your son and all of the hostages. Um, you're in an impossible situation. And just as a dad, uh, my heart goes out to both of you. God bless you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Appreciate you it. Bye-bye. Thank you. <sighs> I mean, that's... Uh, tough. Well, let me follow that by telling you about a new partner of mine, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. I've known them for a very long time and really have been a, uh, a fan of the things that they do. And 
um, you know, I talked to their founder years ago about how important it is and how the Jewish community needs to see and we need to be visible as Christians that this won't happen again on our watch, that there are Christians that just won't turn away when the Jews are hunted again, and they are right now. The events of October 7th uh, are deeply affecting the, the state of Israel, the rapes and the murders, and it's just torn communities apart. Um, people who are living in Judea or Samaria, that they're under attack. It is really, really bad. The uh, IFCJ, uh, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, would love for your help. Please check them out yourself. Go to uh, supportifcj.org. They provide medical care. They provide uh, food, uh, shelter, whatever it is that is needed. They are there. And it's Christians and Jews working together. So please go to supportifcj.org. Generously as you can, your gift right now is going to be matched, so it will double. Whatever you give, $1 will become 2 and you'll be able to do twice the amount of work for that $1. So support ifcj.org. Go there now. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, there's um, there's a lot of people in in my business, and um, I have been lucky enough to know to know and work with one way or another a lot of people that are really genuine, and that's hard to find genuine and also open minded enough to admit if they're wrong. They just don't have an agenda and just look at it and say, "I know what the story is." And so I'm pushing this, no matter what the facts tell me. Ezra Levant is, um, he's kind of in some ways the me of Canada, far as he's the guy who started uh, Rebel News. And it's different than the Blaze, but built similar to the Blaze, um, except they have state-run media. And so he has come under attack like nobody's business. Uh, the government has just been after these guys nonstop, but they're still still punching hard up in Canada. He's going to join me here in a minute, and he's going to talk about a new federal program that was just introduced by Justin Trudeau. If you don't care about Canada, and you're like, why would we care about it here? Because this, this new program will allow thousands of Gazans to migrate to Canada. And as you know, we don't have secure borders. So we will have Justin Trudeau bringing people that most likely don't like America, um, have an ax to grind. Also, because about 70% of Gazans believe it is right to kill a Jew or kill the supporters it's right to do terrorist activity if you can stop them um they're in canada and they could very easily be here this is the national security threat that we should be worried about our open borders and canada is about to make it much more dangerous for us 
Ezra, uh, Ezra Levant is going to be joining us here in just a second. Barry wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I'm a retired Marine. All those years of my body taking abuse amounted to a lot of aches and pains later in my life. But now, in just two weeks, Relief Factor has taken away, and he underlined, all of my pain. It's the best investment of quality of my life I've ever made. Wow, Barry, thank you. Thank you for your service. I know guys that have worked for me, that served, and they just beat their bodies, just beat their bodies. And in time, that comes back to haunt you. Relief Factor is not a pain reliever. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight pain by fighting inflammation. That's where most of our pain comes from. And honestly, most of our disease as well. Over a million people have tried it. 70% of them go on to order more uh, month after month. So give it a try. Just try it for three weeks. If it's not working within three weeks, it's probably not going to work for you. But it comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So try it. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Or you can call 800, the number 4 Relief. 800 4 Relief. ReliefFactor.com. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code free speech now and save 30% off your annual subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Ezra Levant is with us. He is the Rebel News founder and host of the uh, Ez- uh, Ezra Levant show which is cleverly titled um ezra welcome to the program how are you well i'm fine thanks very much how are things in america uh you know (laughs) (laughs) uh, we always say canada is like a time machine if you want to see the path america's on five years in the future what it might look like look to canada because we're sort of a bad ideas laboratory and things that start here off and wind up down there you guys could teach us a thing about open borders, but I think we're going to trump you on this one. Glenn, I don't know if you heard, but Justin Trudeau has announced that he wants to bring thousands of refugees from Gaza to Canada, which, by the way, if you don't know, has the world's longest undefended border with the United States. Yeah, I know. I, I grew up near the Peace Arch, um, that these, these gates shall never be closed. Um, this is really concerning, um, because the population of Gaza, generally speaking, doesn't like America, uh, doesn't like Jews, doesn't like our involvement in Israel. Uh, and they also hold about 70% view that, you know, if you have to take care of business by kidnapping and killing, well, then that's okay. These people should not be coming over to the Western world. Well, I think there's, uh, there's a lesson in the fact that the neighboring countries that have a lot in common with Gaza, they speak yes. the same language, Arabic, they have the same religion, Islam, they are culturally the same, the same weather, the same food, the same music, the same everything. Not a single Arab country is willing to take any refugees from Gaza. In fact, Egypt which is the other country that borders Gaza, is beefing up its wall with Gaza because they know only too well what Islamist 
radicals are like. I don't know if you recall a few years back, there was a Muslim Brotherhood coup in Egypt, and it was terrifying. And by the way, Hillary Clinton supported it. They luckily yep. retook the country. They know who is in Gaza. Why is Saudi Arabia not taking it? Why is Qatar funding Hamas but not taking any people? Because they know it's trouble. Now, this is not to say we shouldn't have feelings sympathy for the civilians in that battle. But that's actually the whole way that Gaza operates. Hamas has turned that entire population into human people, hoping that Israel won't extirpate the terrorists if they hide under hospitals, hide under mosques. So it's actually, it's, I mean, let's not, let's not fail to acknowledge it's a terrible situation, but it does not help anyone to bring thousands of those folks to Canada or America. What is the vetting process going to be like? Well, that's the thing. Who controls the government agencies in Gaza? Well, Hamas does. So who will choose who leaves and comes? Well, oh my Hamas gosh. does. And, I mean, who else would it be? It's not a free country. It's, it's, it's not even a country, I suppose. But it's not a dem- democracy. The civil service is not independent. Uh, it, I don't. The, the short answer is we don't know who is chosen. I, I don't. The people who would come to Canada would have some sort of link to Canada, however tenuous. But they would be, be people that Hamas approves. It's like the Soviet Union during the Cold War. You couldn't just choose to leave the country yourself. You had to get the permission of their KGB secret police. If Canada is foolish enough to say we're going to take thousands of these people. Hamas will truly think, how can we use this for strategic benefit? And I'm not saying that they would all be terrorists. I'm just saying it's an insane risk to take. And you, as our closest neighbor and ally, sharing an undefended border, this would be madness, even though you you have a mad situation on your own southern border. Yeah, no, we, uh, we don't seem to have a problem letting anybody in our country right now. Um... This, I would guarantee, would be supported by much of the left here in America. Uh, in fact, you know, I know there are movements to try to get people from Gaza here in America. And uh, no thank you. Big, strong no on that one. Um, Ezra, thank you so much. You know, you said a minute ago, you guys are just ahead. You want to see the future of America. Well, you have been... Um, doing MAID, which is medical assistance in dying, I think. Uh, and it's euthanasia. And it has, it has gotten really, really bad. Now Canada is talking about uh, suicide for people that do not have a life-threatening disease. Well, we just got oh, some yeah. news. Nine, 19 more states are now considering assisted suicide legislation here in America. So, unfortunately, we're following your deadly path. Oh, it's awful. In Canada, uh, simply having a mental illness is now for this government-assisted suicide. Uh, I'm personally aware of a case in the city of Calgary where a 26-year-old woman who's living with her parents got caught up in sort of the... Uh, you know, with, with these activist doctors who convinced her she had various maladies, and and the dad found out 
that they were sending a maid, I, I hate to say that acronym because it makes it sound positive or friendly, it hides what it is, sending a suicide doctor to the family home in two days to do the killing in the home. He heard about this, he was terrified, and by the way, if you interfere, I can believe what I'm about to say, in Canada, if you interfere with a, quote, medical procedure, that is a crime. And I hate to say it, Glenn, but they now describe these assisted suicides as a medical procedure. It was legally impossible for him. Um, someone was coming to the family home to kill the 26-year-old daughter in the home. Now, this doctor managed to get an emergency court order in joining this was the government-run healthcare. Of course, Canada, all our healthcare is government-run. Sure. And, and the government is deeply involved here, not only for ideological reasons, but when you're a government system, you would rather euthanize someone than have the cost. Because, of course. Uh, and imagine if someone was coming, imagine if a murderer was coming to the house, this dad would do anything, physically stop a man, anything, but you can't because it's an official agent of the state. And all that was wrong with her is that people were putting kooky ideas in her head. She was not ill. She was not terminally ill. She was a physically healthy 26-year-old woman. That is real life in Canada. Happens every day. Doctor-assisted suicide, maid as they now call it, is one of the leading causes of death in Canada. I know. It's amazing. Ezra, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. Goodbye. Um, Bye-bye. I have to tell you, you know, um, a Dutch blogger uh, wanted... Uh, euthanasia because she had chronic fatigue syndrome she also had adhd and anxiety she was 28 years old they assisted her in dying if you have a mental illness doctors can now kill you i mean you have to ask for it but you have a mental illness This is exactly the way it started last time. And now here in America, nearly 20 states are debating legislation related to assisted suicide. It is everywhere. Nine states have already made it legal to get medically assisted suicide from the government. The Montana Supreme Court ruling in 2009 declared that it wouldn't be against public policy or be illegal to do that. California, see if if you notice anything. California, Colorado, D.C., Hawaii, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Washington, and Vermont all have euthanasia on their books. What do all of those states have in common? Their collectivist mentality. Nineteen states have legislation pending. Arizona, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. You know, I just lost my father, my father-in-law. He was like a dad to me. And I didn't want to see him in pain. None of us did. His kidneys had failed. His liver had failed. He'd become very jaundiced. His heart was enlarged. I mean, there was no chance for him to survive. None. Unless God himself came down and was the doctor. There was no chance. 
all we wanted was for him to be out of any pain, not to suffer at all. But we were all very clear. Mom was really clear. God makes this decision. We don't have to put him on life support. His kidneys have failed. There's no way he can live without a 24-hour dialysis machine. That's, that's not life that he would want to live. He hated dialysis. He wanted it to stop. We just wanted the pain to go away, but mom kept saying, how do we know one of these doctors or nurses aren't going to give him an extra push? And I said, Mom, because it would be illegal and it would be unethical. And she said, oh, so you trust them? And I said, yes and no. I mean, the way the world is right now, no. We have to strengthen our resolve on life. Life is worth living. I've had suicides in my family, plural, seemingly many of them. I was suicidal when I was very young. It's a, it's a genetic flaw, depression, at least in my family. And when you're there, it seems like life isn't worth living, but it is. And when you're sick and you're terminal, I completely understand It wasn't the stormtroopers that killed all those people. That all began with the scientists and the doctors and nurses. Why do you think we fired anybody who disagreed with the NIH? Why, why are nurses and doctors, when we had shortages, why were they fired if they wouldn't play along and just shut their mouths and do it? Why were doctors gotten rid of if they dared to disagree and say, no, this is a better treatment? Why did they lose their license? Because the medical industry, the pharmaceutical companies, the government, everybody says this is a collective matter. And uh, because of Obamacare, when there's shortages, uh, that's when the that's when the um, the programs to make sure that we ration our care, the complete lives program kicks in. Well, gee, I can't imagine with 10 million new people uh, that there would be any kind of problems with shortages at our hospitals. Beware. Stand strongly for all life to be protected. Our sponsor this half hour is my company. It's Real Estate Agents I Trust. Have you ever had such spectacularly good service that you didn't just notice it? You were sort of captivated by it? Have you ever worked? There were a couple of nurses up at the uh, hospital at St. Raphael's where my dad was that you could tell they loved their job and they loved the people there. It was great. It stands out. Because most customer service, you know, it's okay, but it's really not ever over the top good anymore. 
But that's the kind of service you're going to get when you use my company, realestateagentsitrust.com, to be able to find a real estate agent. I started it because I was frustrated with, I, I didn't even know how to interview for, you know, somebody who's going to help me make the biggest transaction in my life. The agents we work with are the best in your area. We vet them and we look for the ones who understand best practices, understand you, have the same kind of mindset, and they know how to get the job done the first time. Buying and selling a home is a hassle. Find the right real estate agent for you. It's a free service from me. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven twenty seven B E C K is the phone number tonight on Studios America. We're going to be going into the shooting in Kansas City uh, yesterday. Uh, when it comes to the Chiefs parade. And it is a little bit different than it was kind of initially being reported. Obviously a terrible, terrible incident. ABC News is reporting, however, uh, multiple bad actors got into some sort of disagreement or argument and then decided to take care of it in the middle of a crowd of people. So not necessarily what you might have thought as far as a mass shooting type incident goes on now of course these things change maybe we'll find out that that's what it was it was more like you know some las vegas situation from back in the day but seems to be more of just a a couple people shooting at each other with a lot of people around and obviously that has really bad consequences we're also starting to see the typical media reaction to this of course the pleas to do something are always uh, primary on every broadcast I, here we are again, another shooting, and what are we going to do? We're not going to do anything. We're not going to... As if there's some just pull-it-off-the-shelf solution that's going to solve all gun violence in a country that has 400 million guns out there. Uh, it's completely ridiculous, and we'll get into exactly why and why taking your guns away, the guns of law-abiding citizens... Not the solution at all. That's tonight on Stu Does America. We'll see you then.